song that says, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ, impacting the lives of God's people, both naturally and spiritually. We invite you to fellowship with us at 6234 Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond, Indiana, 46320, with our pastor, Apostle Keith Blanton, Fridays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. Keep a lookout for live streaming alerts via Facebook Live from our Facebook page, Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ, and Periscope on these days. Also, tune in online to our youth podcast on Mondays at 3 p.m. on Anchor.fm or stream from our website at www.doubleimpactmen.com. For questions or prayer, call 800-893-2268. That's 800-893-2268. This is brought to you by Impact Advertising.
you know, stuff like that. But it was very serious then. But thank God for the New Testament now that when he gives us all space to repent, which means he gives us a measure of grace. He deals with us according to our flesh. What do, what do you mean by that? He shows you the area of sin in your life he's not happy with, and he says, now walk in the spirit or walk in the wisdom or the grace of God so that you can bring that area of your life subject to the spirit. For they that are after the flesh shall die, but they that are after the spirit shall live. So when the spirit of God comes into your life, he comes to do away with the flesh realm to bring you into oneness with Christ. So when you start walking away from it and joining yourself to wisdom, it crucifies your flesh. Well, let's go to 2 Kings. I may want to do a little something different there. Hmm. We're going to read 1 Revelations 3, 11 and 12. Then we're going to skip there and go to 2 Kings. 2, 9 through 14. Amen. Okay. And we're going to somewhere along the line end up in Acts 1 and 11 if I can stay my course. Amen. I got to make myself stay on course because some of y'all be pulling me. I got to pull you back. <laughs> yeah. And then Matthew, the 24th chapter, the 38th verse through the 51st verse. You should all be writing this stuff down to study later. Mm -hmm. Study. All right. Where are we starting at? Revelations 3 and 12. Read that first. 3 and 11 through 12. Come on. Read. Guess we'll get there eventually, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. I want her to get it right since she fussed at everybody else. Let's see what she's going to do. Kings. 
He said, I'm coming quickly. I want you to focus in on that. I'm coming quickly. There's a reason for him saying, I'm about to come. Now, in Old Testament teachers in, in this time, and I won't call their names out this time, not this time unless God just gives me to go ahead and go hammer in on them, but they're teaching you that you're to live by the letter and have created a doctrine for you to believe that Jesus is soon to return and to take you up. They, they begin to teach this thing and they also believe that so much to where they've created a doctrine to where they have you believing that he's going to show up in Jerusalem or in Israel. So they have actually started to try to assist God and to speed up the process because they want their prophecy to come to pass. Let's just do something right here. Remember when Abraham tried to assist God in bringing the birth of the promise that he said? Do you remember that? And God made him wait even longer. I think it was about 10 more years. Somebody's saying 30, but I'm saying about 10 more years he made him to wait. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if God didn't allow man to help him to come or fulfill his promise then, why are they thinking you're going to speed up the process and make a temple for God in Israel to make him come quicker? I got news for you. He coming all right, but in the way you think not. Come on, read. Watch this. Second Kings verse 9. Uh-huh. And it... Second Kings 2, verse 9. Thank you. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, mm -hmm. Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. He asked him this one time. Well, watch what happens. Come on, read this. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Mm. Verse 10. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, mm. it shall be so unto thee. It shall be so unto thee. Now, as you read a little further, it shows you where Elijah started his journey. Based on the instructions of the Lord. He must go to where? Jericho. So as a result, watch this. He starts his journey and then he tells the follower or the servant, if you see me when I go up, you can get this. You've asked a real hard thing. And I understand why it became a hard thing for him because what he asked for was a double anointing or portion of what Elisha had. Some folks say Elisha. I'm sorry. Elijah had. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He asked for that. Mm -hmm. When you ask for something, you got to be careful for what you ask for because when you ask, you don't know what that leader went through to get to where they are. It looks glorious on the outside. It looks marvelous to you by the eye. It looks like, it's. oh my God, they got God. And, and folk teach you, 
All it takes is a prayer and a consecrated life and a fast. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something real quick about that. It not only takes that, but it takes God being the one to say you can have that. He doesn't give his glory or share it with just anybody. What do you mean by that? I thought he said he don't share with nobody. No, you become a co-laborer with him if he has deemed you one that's responsible enough and that he can trust to carry his glory and that you won't steal it and take it for yourself. And if you are not chosen to get it, you won't get it. No matter how many hands folk lay on you, I don't care how many uh, towels they put on you, hankies, or how many, how many bottles of oil they pour on you and say, in the name of Jesus, you will not get that anointing. Because except God do it, you don't have it. Man can't even impart that grace on you. But he said, when you see me, ooh, look, 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 I just heard something. He asked Elijah, he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. You got to be careful of who you're asking for their mantle. <laughs> Not just God. You better be careful who you're asking uh -oh, and pursuing for their mantle. There may be dead people already gone. And you have studied them. You've walked with them. You've read their books and you hungering for their mantle. Oh, God, what is that? He said, but I can't give it to you because you haven't sat under the right people. I never heard this before. He said, just like Elijah had Elijah, he had an eye on someone that demonstrated in his time. If you don't have someone in your time that you can pattern yourself after, and I didn't say a book, or that God will wake up what's already been put in you by watching them. I didn't say reading a book can't get it. This is what he just told me. He said, it's demonstrated to show you how it has to come. It has to come through one of your leaders. Or, watch this, and, and it has to come through. God's sanctioning it. If that man or that woman of God come and try to give you their mantle and God didn't give it to you, you can't get it. Notice, he said you asked the hard thing. Notice the people that were around them, all of the other prophets that had all of the negativisms that were around him. Saying, you know your master's going to be taken away from you today. You know that, right? He turned and said, hey, hold your peace. I don't want to hear that right now. I'm trying to stay focused on him. Come on, come on. They're trying to get him to focus in the natural, to focus on the death part of this thing because Elijah was being taken up in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you a mystery in just a minute. But the crowd that was around him didn't see what he saw. <laughs> Neither was they hungry and thirsting after what the man of God had. God uses leaders who have something to stir up what's already down in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it ain't in you, stop lusting after it. If it's in you, you already know from the time that you came into the world, you are going through hell. The devil tried to kill you countless times. Abused, misused, and everything else. You knew something was going on in your life. You just could not put your finger on it. But he stuck by his man. 
his leader, his master. And he said, you know what? I, Elijah turned around and said, I want you to stay here. He got disobedient. Hmm? Did you hear what he said? He got disobedience. He said, uh-uh, bid me not to leave your side. I'm going wherever you go. That sounds familiar. Who else did that? Who said? Ruth. She did that with the woman of God and got a blessing from that. We got to be careful who we choose to follow in the spirit. Are you hearing me? Notice that all of the other ones that were there viewing all this knew he was going to be taken. Mm. Knew he was about to be, watch this, caught up. Transmitted or translated. But none of them had the hunger that Elijah did. They knew. And he spoke it to them. If you see me when I go up, you may have it. Read, watch this. Verse 10, 2 Kings 2 and 10. Mm -hmm. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Hmm. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Now listen to this. You remember when Jesus <laughs> was on his way to a specific place to redeem you and I. And he said these words to his boys, his disciples. He says in Acts the first chapter in the 11th verse, which also ye men of Galilee, why stand ye up into, I'm sorry, why, why stand ye gazing up into heaven. This same Jesus was, was taken up from you into heaven. Shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. I don't think you heard me. Connection to both of them. Old Testament new. He said, why stand ye gazing up? <laughs> what you looking up there for? Keep your eye on me. Is what he's saying. I don't think you get it. Let me read that one more time. And that's Acts. What did I say? For one, the first chapter in verse 11. This thing that slipped out. Where you go? There he is. It says, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven meaning he's going up but he's coming back why is he coming back and how is he coming back i told you earlier he's not coming back the way you think he's coming this won't take long he's not coming back the way you think he's coming let, let me just go and cut this short real quick go to first corinthians mm -hmm. fifteen fifty one. let me show you how he's gonna come See, we have been taught he's going to come and crack the sky open. <laughs> he's going to come and catch his people away. Watch this. Why you got a lot of folk, including your evangelicals. Yes, now I said, teaching you to fear his coming. Why he, they got you looking in Jerusalem for him. He says, I'm not coming that way. At least not yet. Are you hearing me? Yeah. He said, I'm coming in a different way. Watch this. 
1 Corinthians 15 mm -hmm. and 51. Mm -hmm. Behold, I show you a mystery. A mystery. Why do you think Apostle Paul said this way back then? He was talking about the Lord's coming way back then. It's already been done, to be honest with you. Are you hearing me? The second coming is coming back in you. I don't think you heard what I just said. Those of you who are willing to be redeemed and, be, and to become Christ-like, which means nail your flesh to the cross. Yes. He's going to come back in you and you shall do exploits. Yes. Wow. You shall do the same works that he done, but mightier. Which means now you're getting ready to clean up the mess yes. that was made. By those who came looking like they knew God. Yes. But they tricked a lot of people. Yes. Let me show it to you. Come on, read. 1 Corinthians 15 and 51. Mm -hmm. Behold, I show you a mystery. Mm -hmm. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Whoa, changed. 52. Uh -huh. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. At the last trump of this dimension. With every... Are you getting this here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see a trump. <laughs> At the last trump of this dimension, meaning this level, every level there's a different elevation or catching up that takes place in your spirit man. That is, if you have the seed of Christ on the inside of you, the revelation that's been imparted into you, Christ is coming to catch it up and to change it. In a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, what are you saying? He's coming to capture or put you in a whirlwind just like he did with Elijah. And it's going to cause chaos and confusion around you. But when you know who you know, you don't access the flesh. You access the spirit realm through wisdom and grace and turn your key and you're changed. In a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. Watch this. Read. Verse 52, <laughs> in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. I'm sounding the trumpet now. Come on, read. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. You've been wondering why it's been taking you so long to get to the blessing and the breakthrough. He says, I've been dealing with your, your watch this, your principles for Canaan land. Or for the promised land. What principles are those? I told you not to be discouraged, but be of good courage. Yes. He says, so while you're waiting on the Lord to show up, possess your soul. Yes. Are you hearing me? In other words, while you're waiting on him, don't cast away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. What What you mean by that? That means the reward is getting him to come into your temple and live inside of you. You need your soul redeemed first before you can even check out of here. You got to have on a different suit before you can leave this earth. You can't travel through stratospheres, hemispheres, and all those other ionospheres or nothing without the proper clothing on in the spirit. You got to be changed, transformed, and put on a new garment. Hey, so that when you check out of this body on the other side of eternity, on, on the other side of time is eternity. You either go on to heaven or hell. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Uh, come on, read. Verse 52. Yeah, do that again. In a moment. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. In a twinkling of an eye. Before you can bat your eye. 
that move will be up on you. I'm not talking about a rapture. That ain't even in the Bible. Show me that in the Bible one time. A rapture. Stop listening to these folk talking about Jesus is coming soon. He coming already. You know, even my son said something. I knew he made a little sense, but he ain't trying to live this thing all the way yet. But he made a lot of sense. He, he, he's got a, one foot in the dope and the other one halfway out the dope. But he said, Jesus is already here. I don't think he even understood what he said. Yeah, he's here. I believe he's here already, Daddy. He's here. I said, yeah, he's coming back in you and me if you let him. What do you mean by that? If you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, he and his Father will come into you, sup with you, and be in you. Jerusalem is in you. It ain't over there in another country. He ain't coming back there. He's coming in you. That is if you prepared your temple. They're going over there to try to prepare a natural temple when God says, uh-uh, I don't dwell in a house made with hands. I don't dwell in a house that's made with hands. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the temple of the house that the Holy Spirit has organized. Watch this. Has laid the architectural skills and blueprint in for you to obey so that he can step into you. And perform mighty wonders through you. But if you don't give them your temple. You don't lay it down. You're not willing to suffer. You're going to go back home and cry to mama. I didn't know salvation was this hard. I don't believe that's it ma. It can't be that hard. <laughs> what was what went you out to see? A weed chicken, reed chicken in the weed? What did you look for? Entertainment in other words? What were you looking for? I can't dress this up for you. All I can tell you is, is that when you allow him to change you, you have the benefits of him being on board. You have an advantage then. Yes, you have the advantage when he comes into you and lives inside of you. You're walking with the king of glory on the inside of you. Yes, Greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. The world is right here. The atmosphere of the world is all around you. Guess what? Right on the other side of the same is eternity with Christ. It's so close to you that the Bible says, now you and even in your mouth. It ain't just talking about confession. I'm talking about you. It's just as quick as you exhale the breath and inhale. That's how close heaven is to you. As soon as you exhale and let that last breath go, you, you just went on the other side. It's either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. And I got news for you. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So you got to put this baby to death. <laughs> we don't like that. That's the hard part. He already told you if you're going to be saved. Because you don't want to deny yourself what it, want, what it wants to do. Now I ain't trying to get that deep but then you're going to be in the outer court. I want to be all up in the holy courts. In the holy courts. I want to be in the holy of holies when I leave here. I want to come out right in this face. Like, oh daddy. Did you hear what I said? I don't want to be hanging around in the outer courts. That's where flesh is. That's where the lies are. Uh, well the lies are in hell. 
But them folk that still carnal but got the name of Jesus are still out there being retrained. That's another revelation that God has given me about heaven. <laughs> you got to be even retrained sitting outside of the gates. You have to sit. You may not go to hell, but you ain't going in his house with all that carnality on you. There is still a preparation, even when you get to heaven. What do you think the babies that they are born go through? They have to be trained and taught about how to act in heaven. They don't come into heaven knowing how to act. The angels are there to teach them, to minister to them. Some pastors who have died in the Lord are there to teach the group that they were responsible for getting through the gates. Are you hearing me? You're still going to be working. This thing ain't over. When you leave out of here, your work still ain't done. Even the angels that left here, they still at the, at the throne saying, holy, holy, holy. You think they're getting tired? now because they're constantly being renewed. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> Come on here. This thing is for real. You got to die. You got to die, die, die. Talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection here. Come on here. Read. Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15 and 52. Mm -hmm. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Raised incorruptible. The wisdom, the grace, or the principles that he gives you, the keys to the kingdom is the wisdom principles. If you don't have no keys, it's time for you to get on your face and say, God, I need to, I, I want to get in. I want to have access to your presence. It's just like a thief not coming to your door, knocking on the door, can't get in, so he breaks in. What do you think God going to do when you come knocking on the door and you try to get into his presence with no keys? He going to boot you. I don't know who you are. Clip, close the door. But tonight he says, behold, I give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. When he give you a key, you have to manifest it. You got to use it. You can't be walking around here and lost your keys. You got to get in his face and let him remind you of them ever so often. Because sometimes, I, like myself, I got a whole bunch of keys. But he, he, he's condensed to give me 12 master keys. Did you hear what I just said? 12 master keys, which means I got a whole host of them behind each key. That's, it unlocks a whole bunch of other grace principles in my life. Yes. Twelve, apostolic, apostle, authority, government authority. Right, Twelve master keys that allows me to come in and use them as long as I use them. And go in and out as long as I use them. If you don't have keys to the kingdom, you may be standing outside the gate. You'd be saved, but you're not coming into his presence. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The cry for you, if you don't have wisdom, is just to use the scripture. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask. For the Lord deliberately gives you and he upbraideth not. He said, but let him that ask, don't doubt. Because if you doubt, then you're like an unstable man. You're unstable and double-minded in all your ways. Double-minded or unstable. That means you ain't made your mind up yet. Do I really want to live, God, or do I just want to be going to church? <laughs> do I just want to go to church and just sit in church and don't know nothing? Do I want to go to church and just get prophesied or prophesied to all the time? Mm -mm. He said, I want to give you access, which means that when you check out of here, you... Her mother used the key that God gave to her. 
and it was called love before she checked out of here. On her birthday, her mother passed. But God had given her a revelation about how to walk in love and forgiveness. And on her birthday, because she asked God, if my mother ain't going to do right, Lord, I prefer you to just take, save her, and take her. He did just that. He started saving her. He gave her keys. And then when she turned the key of love to whoosh her baby, happy birthday, and say, I love. That's all she got out of her mouth was I. She, we knew what she was about to say. I love you. She checked out of that body. Sudden death for the believer means sudden glory. You got to have a key, though. She's, she escaped out of here through a portal. She escaped time and went into eternity using the key. Come on, let me move on. I don't want to get stuck there. And we shall be changed, 53. Mm -hmm. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. What you say? And this mortal must put on immortality. Read that one more time. For this corruptible. The whole verse. 53? Mm -hmm. uh, 52? Come on. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Mm. And we shall be changed. And we shall be changed. Means to make or become different. A proposal to change. Let me just go over to this part right here. Let me go get in here and do it this way. Let me give you the whole rundown of change. So that you can catch this thing in the spirit. If you ain't ready to change, you're going to be stuck. It means to make the form of nature, content, what's in your heart. Is it going to change to evilness, meanness, doubt and unbelief, or will it change to faith? And this is something that has to consistently keep happening in your life. But we've come to the end of the road. For this dimension. The trumpet is blowing. I've been teaching for the last two weeks. That when the master has risen up and shut to the door. And you begin to stand at the door and knock. He's going to say I never knew you. That was a, a, a sound then saying. All get in now. They used to have this game called. All, Ali, Ali, in, 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 Ali Ali in free. Or something like that. Ali oxen free. Oh Ali Ali oxen free. That means you better get in now. Before you get in. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Amen. You better get in quick. Well, let me tell you something. The door is shut now. He gave me a scripture the other day and he put it in uh, Muhammad Bear's spirit too. He said, let him that is unclean stay away unclean. And let him that is clean remain clean. Meaning, the class is over now. I don't think you heard me. Class is over for this particular session. It's time to be changed, caught up with him, and receive your portion or your reward. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Either you're going to be obedient or was obedient or you're not. Mm -hmm. See, we don't have time to play recess and keep playing with this thing. Recess is over. Now read it again. Verse 52. Mm -hmm. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, mm -hmm. and we shall all be changed. To transform or convert. There's a scripture in Psalms, I believe it's the 51st chapter, that after that you have been converted, then strengthen the brethren. That was David's prayer, I believe, then. That after I have been converted or changed, 
Then you can go and tell somebody else. Strengthen the brethren. Come on. 53. Mm -hmm. Let me finish with this change real quick. Uh, it means to exchange for something else. To exchange for something else. We're going to be exchanging sin for righteousness. We're going to change corruption for incorruption. We're going to exchange mortality for immortality. Did I say that right? Yeah. Let me say it again. We're going to change mortality for immortality, mm -hmm. which means we're going to pull off this old man and this move that's coming because this message is prophetic. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be ready to use keys. You're going to have to enter in, and when you see him come, watch this, when you see him go up, because that's what he's coming to do. He's coming to catch you up in the spirit. This is a mystery that many people don't know in the church, in the kingdom of God. He's not coming the way you think. He's coming to catch you up in the spirit, to transform you, and to put a new clothing on you, garment. He's going to pull off the dead you. This old man must pull off Immortality, I mean mortality, and then put on Im immortality. Many of you gonna, am I saying something don't seem right in my spirit? Am I, am I right? And you're gonna put on immortality, which means incorruption. You will no longer be corrupted because you got grace in you. He's coming, say, step into the door, Shh, turn that wisdom key, step into this door, Shh, turn it, access me, get ready to enter in, use your keys. Use your wisdom. When you see your haters, don't hate back. You just change to the wrong thing. Don't recompense unto no man evil for evil. You done changed to, to the wrong person. <sighs> I can't stand him. He said this. Now, you, you got the wrong spirit there. You ain't born of the spirit yet. The Bible told us the man has to be born again of the spirit. Did you hear him? If you have not been born of the spirit, that means you have not been given access to grace. And if you've been given access to grace and you are avoiding using it because you love the flesh more, the Bible says that men love darkness more than light because their deeds were evil. We got to let the deeds of this evil body go and step into immortality. Doubt and unbelief keeps you on the outside of the kingdom. Let me say it again. Doubt and unbelief keeps you on the outside of the kingdom. I'd rather be in. David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Just let me be an usher, Lord. I just want to be inside of your house. Yeah. I'm not talking about a church. Please understand, I am not talking about a church. I'm talking about a city that's invisible. Get me that. Gabe, find me that. Or somebody find me the invisible city. Let me show you something. I'm not talking about a building that's made with hands. I'm talking about the invisible kingdom that's only revealed to those who have been shown that it exists beyond this atmosphere, beyond this, this natural realm. There's a spirit realm that you gain access to legally. You got folk out there that know how to project their spirit and everything and have not had permission for it. You just like a thief and a robber. Has the day gotten away from you? Are things or dirt just piling up? Not enough time to do it yourself and need help? 
well call the Cleaning Vessels Declutter Service, 219-370-6842. The Cleaning Vessels Declutter Service thoroughly cleans homes, garages, basements, storages, and offices, and specializes in hoarding help. The Cleaning Vessels Declutter Service is also a proud sponsor of nonprofit organization Assure Foundation. Also, the Cleaning Vessel is now hiring, seeking diligent workers with an eye for detail and an attitude for perfection. Don't wait. Call now. 219-370-6842 or email cleaningvessels35 at yahoo.com. Brought to you by Impact Advertising. Gabe, find me that. Or somebody find me the invisible city. Let me show you something. I'm not talking about a building that's made with hands. I'm talking about the invisible kingdom that's only revealed to those who have been shown that it exists beyond this atmosphere, beyond this, this natural realm. There's a spirit realm that you gain access to legally. You got folk out there that know how to project their spirit and everything and have not had permission for it. You just like a thief and a robber. Say it again, illegal access. You just like a thief and a robber, the Bible says. All that ever came up before me are thieves and robbers. Who taught you that? We got folk that go out and study how to do things and then say Jesus showed them. No, you showed yourself that. If he didn't give you access through the grace of God, you're not operating by grace. You're operating by your own motives, your own pride that i got to know something. Wisdom can only come from God when it's godly wisdom that you're pursuing. But when you just want to be smart and know it all, you go researching everything and you just keep researching and keep researching. And now you just are smart, but you're only smart in your own knowledge. The Bible says, let not a wise man glory in his wisdom, neither the mighty man in his strength, but glory in the fact that you know the Lord. When you get to know him is when you have access. If you don't get to know him, my friend, you're sitting in the outer court. You ain't came in yet. That means you got a hunger and thirst for righteousness so you can be filled with the wisdom that he wants to give to you. Come on, read. Colossians verse Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 mm -hmm. Who is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature No nope, that's not the one The invisible things are revealed that's Romans I think the first chapter find it Come on Romans 20 20 Come on, read. Romans 1 and 20. Yep. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Go down and let me see what's before that, like 18 and 19. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> One more time. 16. Come on, move. All right. Let's go from 16. Read that. Romans 1 and 16. Mm -hmm. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Come on. To everyone that believeth. To everyone that believeth. Listen to this. Here, here comes those correlations or comparisons again. Watch this. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. To the Jew first and to the Greek. Now over in the, uh, Galatians, he says the same exact thing but in a different way. 
And folk have taken that revelation and made it to be like there's neither male nor female in the spirit. But here's what Paul was telling them all along, that you have to believe. It's not, it's not going to matter if you are Jew, Greek, or male or female. He wasn't telling you there's neither male nor female in the spirit. He was telling you there is no difference. No categorical category for you to, to get into this house except through my son. You can only believe on him and you'll be saved. You can't be saved just because I'm a female. I'm automatically saved. Nope. <laughs> they thought that too in the, in the New Testament. The scribes and Pharisees thought they were entitled to it. <laughs> we are Jew. <laughs> no, not so. He, he did away with that. Hmm? He did away with that. Come on, read. I ain't getting stuck there. Romans 1 and 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I'm going to do another service on it because I hear somebody saying, I need more understanding about that, neither male nor female thing. We're going to give you an in-depth look into that thing to show you what God has showed me. Amen. Come on, read. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Come on. So you're gonna, you, he's going to give you to come up Faith to faith. What do you mean by that? There is another level of revealing. When you've mastered the level you're at, he gives you another level of revealing of who he is at a different dimension so that you can come into the fullness of who he is. He shows you baby steps at first, and then when you master that, he shows you the adolescence part of it, and then when you master that, then he shows you the fullness of who he is. And when you master that, then you're walking in the full measure of the power and the glory of God. From faith to faith, glory to glory. Yes. Come on, read. <laughs> As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Come on. 18. The just shall live. There's another scripture. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my spirit has no pleasure in him. He's invited us into redemption. He's invited us into his kingdom through using wisdom in his keys, not our own wisdom. But he is. That's given to you by the Holy Spirit. It's not going to come by your pastor. Watch this. I can teach you all day long, but if God don't come and put a wisdom key in you, you can't still, you still can't access. You still can't. Elijah couldn't get that double portion until he learned to follow the man of God holy and hunger for it. If you don't hunger for that thing and you stay in that word, then you, God, I want this thing. And God know if you're worthy of it. I'm not going to get stuck. I said that already. Come on. Verse 18. Mm -hmm. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. What you say? And unrighteousness of men mm -hmm. who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Mm, meaning you hold, you know the truth, but you won't do it. You got it, but you won't walk in it. You know to stop smoking, but you won't stop. You won't even ask God, break it off me. I'll do it right, God. Yeah. Stop fornicating. You still won't ask him for deliverance because you like that thing. Mm -hmm. God knew my heart. That's a poor excuse. God knew my heart. But he said, I want you to abstain from fornication. I want you to stop lying. I want you to stop doing all that stuff. But God knew my heart. He said, yeah, you're going to be sitting outside too. Because mm -hmm. you knew my word and you're holding it in unrighteousness. Come on, read. Verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Mm. For God had showed it unto them. See, God has showed it to you. It means you know it. 
None of us have an excuse. Now check this part. This is where we were going. Come on. 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Let's work with that. For the invisible, meaning not seen with the natural eye, but can only be discerned by a spirit of discernment that's given to you by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of man knoweth not the things of God if the Spirit of God is not in him. Are you hearing me? Because they are spiritually discerned only by those who have been invited into to see the invisible things that's been freely given to them. If he has given you sight, then don't stay out and become blinded by what you see in the natural. Because what you see in the natural is temporary. But what he's shown you in the spirit is invisible and yet it's eternal. You got to hold on to that. Because if you don't hold on to that, you become blind all over again. And he got to come back and restore you. Let me, let me help you real quick. As a believer, we don't need to keep being restored by God. Why? Because he gives you to write down your principles. If you are a steward over your house, you understand that the architect has written it or he has drawn it out or he has shown you the invisible thing and you are to write it out and make it plain on table so that when you read what he showed you that's invisible, you'll have it in the time of neglect or when you think you're slipping. You go back and refresh yourself. Yeah. You don't have to have the Holy Spirit keep coming and doing that. Now, ever so often he's going to do that because he want to clean your house out because you need that fresh revelation to come to wash your body. You're cleansed by his word. You're cleansed by the truth of his word. But you are responsible stewards to keep your own house clean. I heard Smith Wigglesworth, he, he, he made a comment. We read this the other day, and I'm not into really quoting folk who's gone this way, but it related to my spirit because I, I have been focusing on not listening to news. He said, if I get up and read the newspaper, I become dirty. But if I stay in the Bible, I'm clean. So now which one do you think I'm going to read? That word. Stay away from the news because it ain't good news. But if you read the Bible, that's good news. It's going to wash you. It's going to cleanse you. Are you hearing me? Man, hearing him say that quickened me. Hey, it quickened me to keep stuff from coming into my aura unless it's brought to me I hear it by the way of, oh, did you hear so-and-so? Oh, really? But that's what God told me was going to happen. And I keep moving. But to just study it, it becomes a habit. And I promise you it's a habit, hard to break. Once you get into that news cycle, mm -hmm. got to hear the news every day, it becomes a cycle that's hard to break because it intertangles your mind with deception and all kind of love spirits and news. We like to always like to hear something that's itching to our ear. Ooh, what's happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now? Nothing. If it ain't what God said. Cut it off. I like that what he said. Now, I'm, I'm, man, I'm adopting that one. Because it helped me to, to, to see the dimension God has put in. 
I want to keep things clear and at the right perspectives. And if I keep turning on the news, it's going to keep me having to keep taking a bath. And trust me, I have to take a bath every time. What do you mean a bath? A spiritual bath every time I watch that news. Facebook is becoming muddy waters and has been muddy waters a long time. But I ended up right back there. Guess what? Muddy waters. That means I got to do more maintenance on me. When I come off of looking at that thing, I got to wash myself up. The Bible says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from full my eyes, God said. Woo, that's deep. He ain't just talking about his eyes. He's talking about his eyes on you. Yes. Put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes. I'm in your house. Get it out of my eyes. I don't want to see it. Are you hearing me? Put it away. Wash you. Make you clean. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Let the captive go free. You can't do that if the news is in your mind. Bad news, that is. Channel 7, 5, 9, Fox, CNN. What them other ones? Watch them, whatever they are. Stop it. You can't think straight. Man, I've been spending time before God and getting washed up. Why do you think the glory in here is so hard? Getting clean from all that mess. Having to stay clean. You got to know how to wash up. He wants to come, but if we got all this stuff in our mind, he can't do it. You got to learn how to delete that stuff. Push the delete button on it. Delete. You get off that Facebook, you better get somewhere quick and clean yourself up. You can't be reading all of these people's posts. Because everybody ain't got God. They got their opinions. And it exalts itself against the knowledge he's given you. Wash it up. Move on. Romans 1 and 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Mm -hmm. Being understood by the things that are made. Mm. Even his eternal power and Godhead. What you say? So that they are without excuse. So that they are without excuse. God is saying to this hour, I have shown many of my people grace. Watch this. Grace is space and wisdom. Let me put it together for you. He gives you wisdom and gives you a season to get it together. Meaning to learn how to walk that thing out. And when you walk it out, he starts to change you because you're in the word. You become the word. And as you become the word, you're being transformed. But it has to come by the renewing of your mind. Because if you don't renew your mind, I promise you, that old saying that used to come on the news, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Don't you mess up the rubies of God. Don't you mess up those pearls that he even put in your mind looking at all this crazy stuff. Put that stuff away. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was what? Darkened. Don't allow the enemy to darken your heart. There's certain music you shouldn't even listen to. There's certain things you shouldn't even watch on television. The movies are not, watch this, kingdom. They're not made by Holy Spirit. They're made by somebody with an imagination. Even Disney movies are nothing but fantasy. It opens a world of fantasy lust to you. Make believe. Even though some things have a form of godliness or it may give a revelation to you, 
But that revelation gets twisted because the person's mind was not all there in the first place. There was part of them that were carnal. And then the other part of them was spiritual. We have to learn how to keep our heart. Especially when God starts to give you, a, watch this, a millionaire mindset. A billionaire mindset. I just changed the table then. When he starts to do stuff and put new information in you about that, man, it's time to separate from all that stuff that's negative. That mind he puts in you is precious. That mind he puts in you is more precious than silver or gold. Don't allow the enemy to mess with that mind. Because your flesh keep riding up saying, I don't feel like going today. I don't want to be bothered today. Leave me alone. I just That's just me. No, that's your old you that's taking over and you won't surrender it to him. When you know God's will, you willingly want to do it even if it takes your last breath. I'm going where God got me going. He got me going, I'm going. Now, after I sluggered, uh, got, got there a little bit, my, my beginning was sluggish, I pick it up because I got to do it diligently so it can get down in me. You go in there with a murmuring and complaining spirit, you don't make, this is not where I want to go, but I, I got to deal with you. Do it with a whole heart. Yeah. He says you got to be changed, called up. Yeah. In a twinkling of an eye, finish that and we're done. Give me that back to that. Y'all let me get way over there. Come on. Change. First Corinthians 50, 15 and 54. I think it was that. Hurry. First Corinthians 15. 52, come on. 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. 53. Mm -hmm. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Mm. 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Mm. Oh, oh, what you think death is? Who can tell me what death is? Sin. For the wages of sin is death. You willing to pay the price for sinning? He'll remove it don't you try. Let him tell you what's not pleasing to him and then turn from it. But he said now death has been swallowed up. Meaning your body has been crucified with Christ and raised immortal. And you are still here in an earthly body with an eternal spirit. I don't think you catch that. Your body is being changed into an incorrupt body. The more you walk and hang out with him, it's being transformed. You got a duplicate you on the inside that's been redeemed. I don't think you heard me. You got a duplicate you so that when this natural body falls dead, the spirit says, where you at, Jesus? I want to see where you at. Dad, here I am. You still have your senses. 
You still can feel. You can touch all of that. Don't do that and go to hell, though, because you got your senses there, too. <laughs> I don't think you hear me. I'm very serious. Don't you do that and go to hell. When you, if you don't die in Christ, where else you going? You just don't believe. You got to do something with that belief. <laughs> See, we can go and get indoctrinated by certain things, and we'll be sitting outside of the kingdom thinking we say, God know my heart. But, but he told you, I want you to stop. Well, he never told me that. He told you when you came into this church, he said something that hit your devil. And told you, I ain't pleased with that. But we keep making excuses. For thou art inexcusable, O man or woman of God. You can't keep operating in that thing. Give it to him. We like to drink. We like to fornicate. All you got to do is go put a ring on it. Amen. Thank God for giving me a help me. Amen, Jack. One day. One day. Oh, no, no. Hallelujah. Come on here. Eat it, though. <laughs> Whenever the Lord give me the date, I'll give it to you. I ain't, I ain't rushing nothing. I rushed in the last one. I will never do that again. I mean what I say. Amen. Amen. Come on. And I ain't going to let nobody else push me neither. We still waiting. Keep waiting until I say it's time. Amen. <laughs> I ain't waited this long. One minute heard from. Come on, read. 55. <laughs> oh, death, where is thy sting? Where is that? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? It's been swallowed up and put to death. Ooh. Right there shows you that sin has an expiration date. And anything that has to do with sin is Satan. So eventually, like the Bible says, he too will go into eternity, watch this, but he will go into a lake of fire where he'll be sealed forever out of your presence in fact, he can't even get to where you and I, well, hopefully you get there, but where I'm going, he can't even get there. He can't get there. He can't get to heaven. So the moment I go with God, he shut out completely. Did you hear me? You caught that? The moment I'm going with God, he, he can't breathe on me. He can't say, talk all that stuff he's been talking. I'm going to make sure I get that now. <laughs> he, he can't do nothing. Period. But wait his doom. But you as a believer, as long as we're here, let's make heaven our home. That's purpose in our heart. We ain't going to get God told me a long time ago. Purpose in your heart, you're going to make it, son. Because folk was counting me out. Because I was going through something. Nobody even reached down to help me. Period. They all stepped over me, walked over me, called me crazy. Called me crazy right to my face. I'll never do that to one of God's members. I don't care how bad you look. I ain't going to speak death on you. I'm going to tell you. My pastor would say, I command you to live and to have a sound mind. You're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. You don't call nobody crazy. You're cursing them. You don't do that. People you looked up to down talking. 
You sound like you're better. No, I just remember my goings. I remember where I've been. I remember how things were. I remember how, I remember how people treated me. Not to hold a grudge, but to remember, don't you do that, Pastor. Don't you do that, Apostle Keith Latin. Don't you do that. Are you here? Yeah. If I see myself do it, I'm going to correct myself real fast. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Because yeah. you never know who you're going to have to come back through. Yes. You never know. When you're stepping on folk going up, while you up, you're looking real good. But God can snatch the carpet out from under you and bring you down and then make you have to come through the person you done walked all over and mistreated. He did it in the Bible. He did it with Joseph. We got to be careful of that. Because he'll make a wonder for you. Just so that you will have to run into that person you call crazy. That person you look down on, talk about to other folk and shut doors on. Many folk... Folk can shut doors because of what they thought they knew years ago. Never thinking God can change. Never praying God change. God help. Never reaching and handing a helping hand. God help us to not ever be that way. Help us to be loving and caring. I don't care how down you are. Be caring for people. Because you're going to see some doors Soon as you get out this door, change is going to begin to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, changes are coming. Either you're going to change for the better or for the worse. Now, we, when we hear people say changes come, we hear, ooh, we're going to change into a new house. We're going to change into a new car. He got that coming, but he said, I want to get you first. I want to change you. I want to pull this old stuff that you didn't die too off. I want to put some immortality on you. So I'm coming to catch you up. And if you see me, when I go up, then you're going to have the double portion. Stand on your feet. I'm done. Amen. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your eye on Jesus. And if you don't have grace yet, but you have an instructor, the Bible says, follow me. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I believe that what he was saying there was, if you don't have an example or God has not dealt with you concerning your spirit and what you need to do, you also have a conscience that lets you know when you're wrong. It's called a conviction. Follow the conviction instead of following the flesh. That's a hard thing to do in this level. Follow the conviction. Yes, 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 Lord. In this hour and in this season, what is taking you? In this hour and in this season, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How you feel? Amen. Keep your eye on, watch this, Jesus. And if you have not heard a revelation yet, the Bible says, Mark. Mark means put a target on the perfect man. For the end of that man is peace. Meaning watch their ways because that's what Elijah did. He studied the man of God. And he said, I want that. Keep your eye on the perfect man. Meaning the matured in Christ. The matured in Christ. 
Mark that perfect man and then study them. I got to tell you this. I love that man of God, my pastor, Pastor Richard Daniel Hinton, so much to where wherever he went and was nearby and the bus of the church bus took him, I was there. I believe I got on his nerves so much that I always followed him. I'm serious. I showed up in behind, even when he would go to Pastor Campbell House, our church, or house, you can call it that. I would go there with him and follow them all the way over there, being security, and would be back there with them. And I'd see him with a shoe late, I'd be all over the floor trying to tie that man's shoes. Because I watched him. I studied him. I looked to see a man that truly loved God. I watched him. And if I may boast a little bit, I believe that's what really stirred my hunger and the true love that God sent me from him into the earth by watching him. He kept me with my eye on him. It was always where he at. Is he all right? Folk get too close to him in the pool pit. I be standing there praying. I'm binding them. Get up off him. <laughs> I'm serious, people of God. And I'm not name throwing. I'm just trying to show you how to stay focused. If you don't have the revelation of God right now, if you see somebody that operates in love, if you see someone that has the spirit of, or the power of demonstration and then they have the fruit to go with it. What do you mean by that? They're not tearing people down. They're not killing folk. They're not assassinating people. Then the Bible says, mark that man. For the end of that man is peace. What he's saying is the end of that man is faith. They have faithfulness in them and they learned how to stand on the word of God so they have peace in their surroundings. I'm not talking about fake peace. Study them. And whatever comes, instruction come out of their mouth, try to follow it with everything you've got. Especially when it's wisdom that will keep you out of trouble. In many days, I would think my pastor was picking on me because the word would come. It was like, and he would say, yeah, I'm he stepped over to the pulpit and went on the side. I was like, yeah, I'm talking to you. But he wasn't looking at me, but I knew he would talk to me. Because the stuff he was talking about dealt with my situation. He was pulling on me to come on through. I know he was. I don't care what nobody say. And I know God has showed me some stuff, but that don't matter. That was my Elijah. I quoted him my podcast. boast in him and I'll keep saying good things about him because that's all I want to believe about him we all make mistakes we all fall short so don't you come to me with no negative I know what God can say to me but God is still love and he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love grab a neighbor by the hand stretch across the aisle Leave no one untouched. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. I want you to do something else. Periscope and Facebook, we're going to have to leave you because we're going to go in the air now, as my pastor would say. Chicken 
that's going to cause the people to cross over into another place. Because that's what Elijah and Elisha did. He smote he smote the waters with his mantle. And when he smote those waters, the waters parted. And the Bible says he and Elisha went over. They both went over to the other side. I'm taking those who are wanting to go. Because God has given me to demonstrate and to smite your waters, your enemies, your enemies. And nothing, nothing of your past shall follow you. And if it does, resist the enemy. Resist him. Resist him. Don't turn to him. Resist him. Because it's your time to rise. Look at your neighbor and say, it's your time. It's your time. To rise. To rise. Hallelujah. Facebook and Periscope, we're going to say good night for now. We'll see you another time. God bless you. It's a song that says, I'm free indeed. In Christ I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ impacting the lives of God's people, both naturally and spiritually. We invite you to fellowship with us at 6234 Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond, Indiana, 46320, with our pastor, Apostle Keith Blanton, Fridays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. Keep a lookout for live streaming alerts via Facebook Live from our Facebook page, Double Impact Healing and Deliverance Center of Christ, and Periscope on these days. Also, tune in online to our youth podcast on Mondays at 3 p.m. on Anchor.fm or stream from our website at www.doubleimpactmen.com. For questions or prayer, call 800-893-2268. That's 800-893-2268. This is brought to you by Impact Advertising.